0: Keeping
1: it cool with Killer. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's good, y'all? This is 88Killer back for another episode of Keeping It Cool with Killer. Yo, so I know it's been a mad long time since I updated y'all what's going on, but you know, your boy just been out here living, man. You know, and we do what we do out here being black, being a dad. You know my old lady be stressing i gotta watch tv with her and stuff like that so can't really get to the podcast as much as i want to but i appreciate y'all i still see y'all tuning in and listening and and you know hit me on the gram like yo where the next episode at so i'm back baby this week i got some griefs i know last episode i didn't give y'all any griefs because i was in a happy place but you know the internet been stressing me out bro you know i've been obsessed with the submarine or the submersive and seeing what they was doing down there. And I really got to beef with you people that be like, yo, y'all distracted right now. The government doing something else while y'all tuned in to the submersive. And I don't care, bro. The submersive was way more entertaining, you know. So uh, you got to let people relax and get they get their jokes off. Rest in peace to the people in the submersive. But, you know, next time y'all got 250K, come holler at your boy and I'll help y'all spend it a little easier To where you can make it back home at the end of the night you know saying because that's the goal for everybody out here also me being a hater real quick i did bookmark a couple of y'all only fans when y'all first started you know just to see how y'all was gonna do and i noticed y'all slowed up on that link which means that the streets ain't buying that link like you thought they was and you got humble real quick i see you out there you ain't low mama just go ahead and take it down get some self-respect back to you or upload the link and let people know what you got going on. Shout out to all my real OnlyFan hustlers out there. Shout out to my OnlyFan dudes that, you know, budget and bookmark appropriately. Make sure you stay safe out there. Use a different debit card if you're married or something like that. Now, that's my end of the griefs. Uh, We here with Callie. Callie got her toes done. She got her legs out. It's the summertime. We stand out late. Uh, Callie just got back from Chicago. She real fancy. Uh, you know, she real fancy now out there being romantic. She sent me a reel with her and a little boyfriend. I didn't really know how I was supposed to respond to that. You know, I just (laughs) gave it a heart, I guess. (laughs) Like, yo, shout out to y'all. Uh, so, you know, Callie's doing real good. Uh, you know, we the new tag team, Jordan and Pippin. we out here. I don't know if we want to be Pippin nowadays. He kind of going through a hard time. You know, his ex-wife is, is really crazy out here. We got to come up with Shaq and Cove. That's going to be us, you know. So, yeah, shout out to him. Uh, as far as me, real quick, I got a new day job. I'm no longer arguing with the people of America about them not fixing their cars and stuff like that so if you got car repair and you got car questions don't ask me about it no more Uh, you know i'm not working on your car no more you on your own out there y'all don't be wanting to pay no way so i'm out here living stress-free i got scrubs on shout out to all the nurses you know what i'm saying holding your boy down out there but we're gonna jump in this episode is special this is a new episode we got a special guest dfw well, shit, national, international icon out here. I mean, this man uh, provided the soundtrack to a lot of my college parties, <laughs> whether he knew it or not. I see him perform in the middle of the party when I was trying to holler at somebody at the party. He was out there doing it. Shout out UNT, Mean Green. He was up there a little bit doing his thing. Uh, man, it's just that summer. And, you know, we we embrace being OGs on this platform, so I always like to remind y'all that y'all wasn't outside in these clubs in 09 through about 2014. You just missed out, bro. It's over for you. You live a sad life right now. Bottle service has ruined the club atmosphere. People want to sit in VIP and look weird, but, like, we was really dancing, burning calories. You know what I'm saying? And (laughs) this man right here definitely provided the soundtrack. So we want to give a special rollout red carpet to 6-3, is it now? It's DeRoe. Okay. okay, Yeah. yeah. So we got DeRoe music in here. Uh, I mean, I don't even really know where we start. I guess I can say where I've learned about you from was I was at this college party They kept playing this song, Walk That Walk, and I felt like I was being programmed. I'm like, yo, why is this song playing like 50 times, bro? And then at the time, I'm like, the dude ain't, it's just Walk That Walk walk that walk and i just was like yo this is on repeat bro (laughs) like and i remember they had the little the girls in the sororities they were strutting strutting throwing their signs up and stuff and there was a girl across the way she still curved me to this day so you know you chose wrong ma but i seen her across the way and i remember like okay yeah i'm gonna go slide over because back then you kind of had to position yourself at the party you know, you had to wait to the right song to strike. That's a whole nother topic another day. Anyway, the song's playing. Walk, dad, walk, walk, dad, walk. And I remember being like, damn, they playing the song again. But then I look to the right and you actually performing the joint. I'm like, yo, my man's here. <laughs> so, so he's performing the record. And so I'm like, okay, cool. And then I remember like y'all was mingling you left and relatively all the women left with y'all so I'm like damn who is this dude and I remember the DJ at the time was all like oh that's DeRoe music you ain't heard of him and I'm like nah <laughs> like uh, you know so you know hold on Kelly Kelly the shit went off I don't know you done did something yet again it's not it don't sound like it's recording is it recording yeah, okay. Oh shout out y'all never mind disregard <laughs> It was it, was, it, it sounded funny. like there was like a background a little bit and then we're going to keep all this in the podcast by the way <laughs> Yeah 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 All right It's probably just the
0: atmosphere I don't have
1: uh the I'll take it out No nah, you ain't got to take it out we you leave it in the, the Oh, all right, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we back. <laughs> so then um we're gonna fast forward again. This is me. I'm at college. I'm riding around with two girls in the backseat of my car. And they was like, uh you need to play. I'm playing some like weird East Coast shit. That was kind of what I was on back. And then they was like, You ain't got that like ice cream paint job song? And I'm like, nah, I ain't, like, I ain't heard of that. And they was in the back seat going, Yeah, buddy, rolling like a big <laughs> And that was my first time we was on 75 headed to North Park. And I was like, damn, who was that? And they was like, That's that Dureau dude. So now this is again me hearing about Dureau. <laughs> Fast forward. I'm in my rap journey. I link up with his producer, tall, lanky kid, kind of awkward. He was in the alternative music and anime and video games. And he was like, yo, I make beats. Uh, I went to PV, Uh, you know I produce for a couple of people I'm like oh yeah like who you produce for I produce for DeRoe music I was like swear (laughs) to god bro I like this guy again (laughs) so he plays me the joint where you rapping over like a Yoda Flame record and I'm like bro where is this guy like overnight he come from he produces for this other rapper and he mentions that y'all went to school together Y'all play <laughs> basketball We go to Houston to record The dude in Houston gave you beats <laughs> And so I'm like yo I keep running into this dude Like I keep just missing him <laughs> You know But uh, So all that to say like You know I've been a supporter of your movement For quite a long time You've made the city proud I do want to say thank you for not doing weird shit Being a clown Not going out and d- you know, you've been really holding it down. So I want to touch on like how do you stay out of all the shenanigans? Like, there's so much beef, there's so much shenanigans, bro. Like, how do you kind of stay under that radar?
0: Man, I think uh I think it's a it's a it's a combination of a lot of different things. Uh for one, the grind, especially in the beginning, but even now and I always, but especially in the beginning, the grind kept me so busy. You feel me? Mm. To the point where it was like I was always aware because I was always in situations where stuff could easily turn left and it would have changed and I was always aware in those moments because mm-hmm. and what, what made me you know not go those directions was I just knew how hard I was working at that time and you know what I was trying to get my situation out of and just you know I knew where I was trying to go and and, and I and I, could, I was aware of those moments where it was like okay this, this is something that will literally derail me right now you mm-hmm. know and I, I can remember vivid moments where I made those conscious decisions, but it was more about the grind. It was the grind for one thing, you know, uh, I had an early kid, I had, you know, I had an mm. early kid like at 20, 20 years old, uh, 21, I can't think about 20, 21, anyway, <laughs> I had a little girl, you know, I an yeah. early age, I was still at PV. Uh, uh, so that immediately like changed everything because I was already, you know, at this time, I wasn't, you know, making bread yet. I was barely, you know, I was making money from mixtapes and this and this and that. So I was already on the grind Then I had a kid, so that was another thing. So it was yeah. just like I, I was so uh, tunnel vision, and uh, you know, uh, that's 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 the first part that kept me out a lot of it. Now you know, later on, you know, as stuff start to take off and, and move, then it was just like even just reflecting back, it's like nah, I ain't for getting derailed. And on top of that, man, it, it's just you know, uh, staying focused is one thing, and and I never just wanted to go. I always believe in going the long way. You feel me? Yeah. You know, it, was, it was it was it was opportunities I was presented with that could have. Took me here and did that, but it just wasn't me. You feel me? And I, and I at the end of the day, I got to look in the mirror, you know, uh, in myself. And uh, I never did not want to do nothing. Uh, uh, I didn't want to do no clown shit. I didn't want to uh, do nothing that was uh, gimmicky. You feel me? Yeah. And, you know, I didn't want to do nothing that really wasn't me. You get what I'm saying? And I, I seen a lot of people along the way that did that started becoming other versions of themselves or other versions that really wasn't them. And and it temporarily prepare what they was doing, but in the long run, it it didn't get them where they were trying to go. And you know, so I was always tempted with those type of scenarios, but I just think it was a combination of everything, the grind, having an early kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, I come from sports, I played ball. So, you know, I come from a discipline background, like, and I played ball for real. Mm -hmm. And and I come from a family that played ball. So we, we kind of had like a disciplined structure, you know what I'm saying? So when I got into rap, I guess that kind of carried that with me. So, you know, it's a combination of a whole lot of things that I think that kept me in a certain, you know, do direction.
1: You, do you ever feel like a responsibility when you when you see tension in the city amongst rappers? Do you feel like, mm, maybe I should say something or interject, or do you just kind of want to play and see how it play out?
0: It was a time where I did feel that responsibility. And a lot of it was, it was natural, and, uh, and the rest of it was people putting that upon me, they felt like I was in this position where that was the case. And it was times where I intervened with stuff that was going on uh, to people who I was mutually connected with. You feel me? And uh, I'm not gonna say those things went wrong. Uh, they didn't, nothing bad came from them, but they didn't really mend the situations. You know, there's a point where I learned where you just can't intervene. You know what I'm mean? saying? Like, yeah. it ain't nothing you can do when, especially when certain things get to a certain point. like. The only time you can really intervene with something and, 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 you know, uh, counsel it out or whatnot is it it had to be in very super duper early stages before it's any type of real smoke, you know? Uh, So, I, you know, I guess I was just getting to them scenarios too late, you know what I'm saying? Uh, So yeah, nah, but once I learned that, you know, most of the time, things gonna play out anyway. uh, And, you know, if it was a scenario where I was presented with where I know I could have altered it in a good way, then of course. But, you know, I learned that at the end of the day, it wasn't as much as a responsibility as I thought it was at one point for me to intervene with these type things. At one point mm-hmm. I did feel like, okay, well shit, maybe I should, I know I know so and so and I know boom, maybe I should hit them up and you know what I'm saying, let me see what I could do. And uh that never worked. You feel <laughs> I me? Mean? It never worked, you know what I'm saying? But uh yeah, it was a learning experience. So like
1: you in the the freshman class that you came up when And I say freshmen, uh, there was like a wave of y'all undeniable in Dallas. Uh, You kind of get, I would say, kind of lumped into the boogie wave. Yeah. Even though you weren't necessarily, I would consider like a boogie artist. You know, so with that, there was a lot of. And and I guess in Dallas today, we look at that boogie era with a lot of like love. But during that time, we was really outside. A lot of people shunned that oh, way. Sure, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, now it's cool, trendy to go to Big T, to, yeah, yeah, to stand yeah, in yeah. the Facts. parking lot. But like, I remember being here and people being like, that's not what Dallas about. We got real rappers. And you used to catch a lot of heat online from what I remember seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you not go back and forth with people, man. Because like me, I be having time for it, you know what I'm yeah. <laughs> So like-
0: Man, I, I think it's just the same thing, man. I had so much going on. And uh, you know, I started becoming, because I didn't start getting that type of flack or that type of energy until things actually started propelling and going forward. Mm-hmm. So once I was able to see, okay, this is only happening now that stuff is starting to move. I was able to identify, okay, mm. this must just be happening when things are happening. So knowing where I was coming from and what was happening, I, I wouldn't bother too much for it. Cause I'm like, bro, months ago i was in a way worse situation yeah, I'm not for the, this don't mean nothing y'all can talk uh, these are where it's on the internet most of because it was never like in real life but yeah it was always on the internet you know it was always a lot of you know this and that but i was it, it, that was actually the easier part you feel me the tune out the stuff that you you know you will see on the internet uh but yeah that was a time for sure you know people felt different ways about different things and it just was what it was
1: all right so take me back to the the first time where you uh you dropped your record, you might have performed it, and in the back of your head you was like, hey, I'm that dude right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what was that night? Uh, what was that particular time where you was like, hey, I'm man. that dude right now? <laughs>
0: like, I think uh I, I it was different levels of that, <laughs> but the first time was probably at PV when uh man what's crazy is so I, I i was at pv i was a, i was a mixtape rapper i was known for mixtapes and i had some songs that would pop off on mixtapes where I, I was doing shows before i even had singles so you know it, it was this uh it was this one mixtape record i had uh it was actually called i'm from dallas it was on a Gorilla Zo beat the hood mm. nigga beat and that shit just rung off at pv <laughs> like i was getting booked for little different things not paid bookings but they just yeah. when people really wanted to see me and i and I remember just rocking like, a, I don't know if it was either a talent show, I wasn't in the talent show. It got to a point where they wouldn't even let me get into the talent show, but I would perform at the talent show mm. I would be like an intermission. Yeah. And I remember rocking one show uh, at, at, at PV and it was the first time I saw, cause I used to hear people talk about my music and they used to tell me how much they liked it. And I'll casually be walking around campus or somewhere and i hear cars driving listening to it that was one thing mm-hmm. but it was the first time where i'm in a place and i'm performing and i see everybody right here in the place and they singing the words so it was the first time i had that interaction i was like oh <laughs> shit like this is this is what they tell me this is you know because everybody was talking about the feeling that felt good about a show that yeah. was the first time i felt that so that was at that level then the second level was when uh walk that walk actually blew up and i just remember one night uh I was just walking into a party and the song turned, it, they they was the ready, they was playing regular songs and that song came on and just it just shifted the whole party. I seen every female just and I wouldn't even perform or nothing. I, matter of fact, the DJ didn't even know I was in there yet. I was just coming in and I saw it with my you know what I'm, saying? I'm like, oh shit, now this is what it's like having a single. So it was like different type of things, then you can fast forward from that till. My first show I did in Cali, of course my my first big show in Dallas when I did the car show, every t- everything so it was like a lot of different moments where I kept having <laughs> this thing and it was just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. You know, but uh yeah, bro, it was just, it was different moments for sure. you know. Those are the moments that re-energize you, you know what for I'm saying? Sure. You know, in this rap shit, it don't matter what level you at, you know, you 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 get to points where you 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 need some stuff to happen to energize you. And most of the time it'd be something that worth the fans do. You just some love or appreciation for what you've been putting to. It. it could be a little, it could be a lot. You know, uh but I did learn to appreciate all the little things, you feel me? Uh you know, I didn't really I didn't really have to have those big moments to feel good about those. But yeah, you know, I think it just it was different steps. Right. Different
1: points. so tell me about you it was like the bet hip-hop awards or um, and to me that was like I and mean, this is me the outside looking in supporter i'm like this is like a huge show you know and then you had i think it was Nip hustle snoop jim jones and soldier boy all come and do verses on ice cream paint job yeah, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. gotta tell me how the <laughs> hell did you pull that off bro because like I don't. You don't really see that happening no more.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, you don't really see crazy remixes no more like that. Uh, man, the song was just getting so big that everybody was doing freestyles to it, raps, and uh, I re- I hadn't even met Soldier Boy yet, but I remember <laughs> looking on YouTube, and he was at a he, he. The first time I even knew he had a verse to it was I was just looking <laughs> at YouTube, and he was at another show that he was doing on his own, and then and after he performed on his song, he just put. The ice cream paint job uh, beat dropped and he was performing a verse that I never heard. I'm like, damn, like, I didn't know this thing had a verse to it.
1: That's funny. He was
0: performing it. So, uh, you know, I think uh, what happened was it, it started growing. Everybody just did their own verse to it anyway. Mm. And then uh, we just decided to put it together and put and pick the best ones. Because they were, you know, we. Were, I, I, I guess the goal was, because I had a little team at that time was to get people from different regions. Because, yeah. you know, you had... Jim Jones from the East Coast, Soldier Boy from Atlanta, whatnot, uh, or they represented that area. And then you had uh, E-40. Was it E-40? No, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, you know, West Coast and Nipsey yeah. Hustle, You know, that's when I, we got a link with Nipsey and uh, we were just trying to, that that's how I came back. But it was so many people that had did the record. It could have been a whole nother four people. You know, mm-hmm. it was so many people that did verses to it at that time and that they did on their own that I didn't even have to ask nobody to do wow.
1: a remix. You know what I'm saying? Man.
0: So, yeah, so we're just we're give on. me
1: a Nipsey story, because I remember you did. I think the song was called that low end and Nipsey came out here and y'all shot the video. Y'all had the low rider. And to me, that was like Nipsey was kind of like a blog rapper for people that were kind of tapped in to, again, the class that you were considered in. That was like out of the norm. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. I feel like you was real early on the Nipsey wave, and it was such like a a unique pairing because it was like, and that's kind of like over here. Yeah, but like yeah. it seemed like y'all two meshed really well. Yeah. Do do you have like some like joints in the vault that y'all <laughs> ain't never put out? or man, man, Nipsey
0: did we did the low end, we did the low end remix. Mm-hmm. We you know, we ended up doing a different version of that ice cream paint job remix and we me and nipsey on some records featured with some other artists some that came out and some that have not uh i actually got to hit up uh somebody in this camp to find some stuff that we actually did do uh on some on some separate projects that we never you know released but nah nipsey with my dog man the first time i saw nipsey I, i don't know what it was about him but i i i resonated with him like it was just like I felt like what he was to Cali was what I was to Dallas and what mm-hmm. he was trying to do. So, I immediately and this was super duper early. This was yeah. the first time like I don't know what I was watching, but he had put out a song. <laughs> he had did a song to the Chris Crosby. You remember the Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like hustle of, in the house or something, something like, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and when I seen him and I, and I and I just saw what he was representing, I saw the, the people around him. I'm like, "Damn, like he in the same and that at that I felt like I was in that same place mm-hmm. in Dallas like an artist, you know, it just I resonated, so I started following him then and listening to his music, and I and I, and I kind of got, uh, you know, a gist of what he was, and uh, I was just on him early. I, I just liked him who, who, how he was from the outside, and then when I met him, we just instantly clicked. You feel mm-hmm. me? He felt the same way about how I, when the first time he saw me, you know, so we kind of just instantly clicked. And uh, man, I mean, uh, uh, Nipsey's story. Uh, so I had a birthday one year, the same. Year we shot low and, uh, I had a birthday out here in Dallas, and I hit Nip. I was just like, bro, you know, I want you and DJ Drum to come to my birthday party. Cause in, DJ Drum was working on the Gangster Grill that time, yeah. so we was already like there. But I hit Nip. I was like, bro, I just I want you to come, just come to Dallas and kick it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he was like, bet man, you know what I'm saying? You know, he 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 didn't charge me nothing or anything. I got him a flight anyway. I was just like, bro, I'm gonna get you, just you know, come, boom, man. He he it. He hit me the day of. He was like, I'm for to fly out there. And then he was like, I'm going to come. He came and I picked him up from the airport. And it's funny because, you know, everybody know Nipsey a crip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and, you know, uh, some people are more serious about that. But at the end of the day, I, you know, I picked him up. I had a candy red challenge at the time. Oh. All red. So, you know, and he came with his homies. So, you know, I picked him up and they got in the car. You know what I'm saying? They was. I forgot what homies. Shout out to Supreme. His homie Supreme, he was like uh he was like, yeah, man, you got us looking real good in this red car, you know what I'm saying? But he was being sarcastic. Yeah. But they was joking at the same time. And, you know, it, But was what, crazy, so we got on the freeway. I had picked him up from DFW Airport. And then, you know what I'm saying? I'm speeding everywhere, man. Long story short, I get on the freeway. As soon as I hit the freeway, police lights. Ah. Right? And, and you know what I'm saying? So we get pulled over, You and mind you, this the first time, you know, he he coming to me, I'm pick, I'm picking in the city. He ain't came here. He don't know what I got going on. Yeah. You know, we rabbit, I could have all type of shit going on. So, you know, we get pulled over. I could see that he was kind of nervous and homie was kind of <laughs> nervous. And I was too, cause I was like, I don't think I got no warrants and that this shouldn't be nothing <laughs> crazy, but I don't want, you know what I'm saying? Nothing. This be one of them situations where, you know. So got to go in for something crazy And I done picked him up yeah. that. So it wasn't I picked them up And got got pulled over But it, it ended up They just gave me a speeding ticket And I got on So I just felt like That was funny Because I picked them up In the Candy Red Challenge They was cripping real hard And then we got pulled over On the way to take him To the hotel and everything Man. But uh, we kicked it hard that night we, You know I picked them up Later on that night they, You know when it was my birthday We just kicked it hard You know he didn't do no show Or nothing It wasn't none of that You feel we just kind of Moved around the city I remember we going to North Park and it was, you know, it was a lot of fans that were starting to, that had just started catching on to Nipsey. And everybody was surprised to see him in Dallas because he had never came to Dallas. And he wasn't at the wave where he was doing shows yet. So you had to really be tapped in. Yeah. So, you know, he, he had got a connection with the city there and he really appreciated I remember when he got back, he told me how much he appreciated being in dallas and being able to see the city because because he didn't come and do no show or nothing like that he really got to kick it you know we mm-hmm. went to the mall you know he saw the people at the clubs he saw fans that he didn't know he had out here that was just connected through him through the internet and all that stuff and uh so he had a real gene we had a real genuine time that weekend so i think that's one of my best nipsey stories just because after that it was it was Nipsey blew up. You get what I'm yeah. saying? And we had a lot of interaction over the years, but you know now we both mainstream artists is just different. Yeah, that was the one time where we was just genuine. It was just we was kicking it, and before he was the Nipsey Hustle, he became. So yeah, I think that's that's the best Nipsey story I can tell.
1: Yeah. So we gonna get into it. You got an album coming called Star Baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's the significance in the title Star Baby?
0: Uh, so star baby. Uh, so star baby is uh It's a combination of a lot of things. So I call myself the star baby for a lot of reasons. For one, I'm from Dallas. Yeah, everything around here is the stars, Cowboys, <laughs> Dallas stars, literally. Yeah. Uh, uh, with our Texas flag, it's start. It, we just it's a lot of that. So that's one part of it. Uh, and being from Dallas, and then I call myself the star baby. Uh, for for the reasons for. Um, I guess one of the main reasons. Is uh I remember going when I when I started going out to LA and I remember the first now this is something like I remember the first time when I really realized like, hey, I can do this at a high level. You know, like on on a story level. I remember uh I did some show in LA. It was where a lot of it I remember Nicki Minaj was there before she was the big Nicki Minaj. Mm. Uh I remember uh who was I out there, man? It was like I think I think Wiz might have been there. It was a lot of stars that everybody was kind of upcoming, but everybody had names. Mm-hmm. But I remember rocking this show so hard, man. And I and I remember the reactions I got. I just remember like, man, I, I remember telling myself, like, I'm from Dallas, bro. Like, hey, I, 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 you know what I'm saying? It's like I may not ever get in this position again. I need yeah. to go kill this stage. Because after this time, you know, people knew some of the records I had, but I was doing stuff. I was doing stuff that wasn't even out yet. It was cause it was one of those things where people was really watching your stage performance. It wasn't about having just a hit song. You could perform a song they knew, but it was just more about like, they want to see how you perform and how you interact. And I just remember catching that moment and just feeling it, feeling myself in that moment and rocking it. And I remember just get, get captivating everybody's attention, the other artists and everything. That's how I ended up starting getting a lot of collabs with a lot of artists. Cause I, I got a lot of people respect at this particular time. And, uh, I just remember saying, like, yeah, you know, and then and then I uh one of one of my homies at the time, he was like, Hey bro, you a real star. You feel me? You a real star. <laughs> like he, he was dead serious. He's like, nah, bro, you a star, bro. And then that's so I started cultivating all these different things in my head. I say, and uh I came up with the concept, then star, baby. Uh, but I wasn't saying it how I'm saying it now. Where right how I'm saying it now actually came from the song "Bar Baby." I see yeah, you yeah. did like a flip of Yeah. yeah. So, so when I so I got into this mode where I had wanted to do some Texas stuff, and "Bar Baby" was one of my favorite songs from Big Mo. It was just mm-hmm. always a classic, one of my favorite ones, and uh, I, I wanted to flip the record. And uh, then I came back to the mindset. I said, instead of saying a bar baby, because, you know, I had to stop si- sipping drink like that. And I didn't really want to put out that. And plus, he already had a bar baby. I said, I'm going to call it the star baby and pretty much do the same method and pay homage to him. So it was so many different things of how I came up to this com- star baby concept. Uh, but the album, though, is more so than it's, it's, it, it, it brings me back to when I was in that grimy state of trying to make something happen with this rap. And uh, it was a certain sound that was going on then, certain mm-hmm. sound that I loved and, and a certain sound that I like to create it. And uh, that's why I use the throwback Star Baby cover of a picture from that time. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because uh, that's what this album represents. That sound, that style, that hunger, you know, and it was, it was at that time where even in, at that time, I was like, I'm, I am I I used to boost myself. Like, I used to really try and feel myself because I felt like it was so much resistance that I needed that. I used to tell myself then, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a star. Like, so, you know, I just remember when I look at that picture, I'm like, now, man, every time I saw that picture, just a Star Baby concept would pop up in my head. i was just like, I'm going to call that I'm Star Baby. <laughs> yeah,
1: so it's a lot of different reasons, you feel me? It yeah, just uh, all come together. I mean, because I do want to say i checked out the Ball and Parlay record, and that was with Tom and Zero on it. And if y'all shoot a video, I need you to hit me because I want to throw some gang signs in the back. I want to turn up. That's a joint (laughs) right there. Yeah. (laughs) Like, y'all need to run that, you know. I see you're flipping – kind of like the old Houston classics a little bit and is that something like, like they're giving you the blessing to do or is it kind of like are you running in any roadblocks trying to flip those records or?
0: Man it, it's crazy I ain't so ball and parlay man rest in peace Big Pokey uh, for did sure. Did the record way before any of that happened you know he just recently passed we actually had the see with, with, with DSP with DSPs you have to um, you have to you uh, have to if you're putting out a project or you're putting out a song, the best thing you can do is put it out a month before you got to send it out so it can go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had already hit this ball and parlay record done and loaded. I had through zero on there, Tom Tom. And nah, man, I, I, I never really had any resistance with any other legends because I, I guess when I came in the game, I always respected the legends. I always spoke on them. I always, uh, I, I, I always, uh, uh, i always showed them love coming in the game you know and uh so and they always show me love back so i never hit and, and, and i can't and i went to pv so a lot of my grind was coming up through houston mm-hmm. you know so i i kind of early on uh got a lot of respect of the legends then you know uh so i guess when i'm coming in the game they, they they're more appreciative of me you know showing their love and now i haven't had no uh uh no resistance with the star baby record and the bar, baby, I talked to the Big Mo and his people and uh, talked with his mama, gave her the residuals for the record. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because I would not I'm not trying to get, it wasn't trying to make money off the concepts and yeah. the lightness and none of that. We was just paying humming. So I didn't mind, like, you know, I was like, even though, you know, they just wanted to, you know, I was going to give them a certain percentage. I was just like, nah, I'll give you all the residuals for this record. Like, I, man, it's for a whole different, you know, reason why I'm doing these records. So I think I just always hit that mentality and they always appreciate it, man. Like, I ain't had no resistance with none of the flipping of the records, but I did want to flip a lot of records to put that energy out there. Yeah. Uh, uh, just kind of, you know, give people the concept of. this is what I'm on, this is what I was jamming at this time, like this is just a feeling that I'm trying to, not necessarily recreate but I want to remind people, you know what I'm saying Uh, and and some of of these records that I done flipped was just my favorite records So
1: you you do really well like your business acumen because you land things with like the Dallas Mavericks, the Dallas Cowboys I mean when you go to the Cowboys stadium and they playing some song you done did specifically catered to the cowboys Mm -hmm. a lot of your videos you're like on cowboy grounds which if you're not from here dallas like not everybody can do that like you can't just go up there with your little video camera and shoot video (laughs) on cowboy grounds and think you're not gonna get tackled and escorted (laughs) up out the premises so (laughs) i want to say like you make a lot of good moves in terms of like the business side. Where where did that come from in you? Like, how did uh, you? Is is college the credit to that, or is that Dero's natural instincts?
0: <laughs> I, that's more instinct because I have. thought, I was like, uh, because when I first, I wasn't making moves like that at first, and I and I and I realized that that was the. I I, I guess I started associated. I started seeing the game, and you when you start seeing like. The bigger figures, when you're talking about the the hoes and the Rick Rouse, just the people who was out, you know, it was like they're doing different things. They're making, I was so into the music and I'm always going to be there and that's always going to be first. But I was like, I started notice people was making big moves and bigger moves. But I think what really inspired me is just one day I woke up, I remember literally like getting hit up by some cowboy fans that was in the organization and they wanted me to do an anthem. And, and you know, uh, it started off like that. And when I got, when I did the anthem for them and, and and I and I saw how they responded to it and everything and I walked into that world, uh that's when it hit me, was like, you know what, I could do I could do something way bigger than what I've been doing. And I and I realized that, you know. Even though I came out and, you know, I had those, you know, big records and a success like that, I never had a major machine behind me. I was I was still it, 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 it was independent and I and, and I ended up signing E1, which was just a bigger independent. And at mm-hmm. the time when you compare those to the Sonys and Universals and that, it just wasn't the same thing. And I realized that I need to put more stuff around me to have a bigger machine. Mm-hmm. And if I was going to stay in Dallas, which, you know, uh, obviously I've been back and forth between Dallas and L.A., uh, a lot but if I knew if I was gonna stay in Texas and do make moves in Texas, especially in Dallas I was gonna have to get a bigger machine behind me and and the best thing that I could think of was the Cowboys and the Mavericks I was like oh, if yeah. I could get those machines behind me uh you know I can move in a certain way that's that that that's similar to you know, a major artist with a with a uh, a, a major machine. So it was a combination of a lot of things. I w- I was getting swayed. I started growing and maturing. I started seeing other things. I started getting inspired. But yeah, now it wasn't it wasn't immediately. I didn't. I was never that person at first. I had to realize and understand that like it's bigger than just making records. You know, uh, I need to I need to attach myself and it was a lot of stuff that naturally happened too. Cause like I say, if I would have never got the call from the fans, those in the organization and, and people yeah. that I knew that would boom, that, that, that wouldn't have never even happened. So it was a combination of that happening. And then I'm seeing this and this was once again, it's a step-by-step type yeah. thing. It was never, it's never. And, and that's one thing I want people to understand about everything. It's never just a boom and bam. It's, <laughs> it's always a whole lot of steps yeah. to, it, to even get to, and then you get there and then it's more. So it, it, it's a climb and uh. I think the same thing because I, I just really, you know, kind of secured some situation with the Mavericks and I've been rocking with them way longer than I've with the Cowboys, but it just it just didn't come about like the same way. And uh, you know, it just man, it, it's a combination of a lot of stuff. Uh but yeah, I am blessed to be able to Represent these teams that I was always fans of too. You yeah. know that's another thing. I'm from Dallas, but it wasn't even that. I played sports and I was legitly a Cowboy fan as a child, yeah. a Cowboy, a Mavericks fan as a child. You know I got core memories of being seven, eight years old, skipping <laughs> school, with my big brothers to go to the parades. So Had the yeah. Cowboys won some Super Bowls, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So it was always uh it was always uh, that. It was always. Uh, a natural thing you know my initials the triple d my initial initials triple d so i was just like man i think i was made to put on for the city like everything just came together like i so they, you know i saying when yeah. i culminated it's just like bro i just i guess i was meant to do this but I, it, it meant a lot of work bro
1: so do you being tied with these corporate entities does that weigh on you when you're in the creative process? Like, do you feel like, man, I gotta clean the music up a little bit, or, you know, hey, I can't they're really-
0: are, They're the most challenging records I've made. You know, <laughs> literally, like, when I when I make an anthem for the Cowboys and the Mavericks, it is hard to make those records. So when I make a record, just a record or something, that I, make, I could go anywhere with it, it just mm-hmm. have it be is what it's gonna be. Like, I don't have to think about anything about, mm-hmm. other than what I'm feeling at that moment, or what I'm trying to portray, whatever. But you know when you th- when you're making a record for that, you have to think about so many other things. Oh, yeah. It's gonna get played in the arena. It's gonna be kids, their family. You know, <laughs> it's gonna be you know people. It's gonna be corporate. It's gonna be all this type of thing. But at the same time, I still gotta be me. Yeah, uh, you got it. Can't be corny. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 but at the same time, it can't be. The, yeah. So it's yeah. It's definitely a. Uh, it's a very challenging process, and I think that's what I like about it the most. You know, I think. Some of the most challenging records I've made been those because I, I kind of had to hit every mark. And it's mm-hmm. the first time where now I do have to sit and think I can't just go freely with how I'm feeling to make a DeRoe record or whatever. Uh, So yeah, man, it, yeah, it, it, I will say that, you know, it was a, a combination of just it being a challenge and then yeah, just having to mix it with everything else and just trying to figure out that balance between those things.
1: Is there any moves in your careers, where you was like, "Damn, I shouldn't have made that," or "Damn, I missed that."
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I missed, man. I missed some big features. Sometimes, man. Man, so, man. Let me. What's the biggest thing that I just missed? Uh, it was just a lot of opportunities that came, but I missed them because of other opportunities. So it was mm-hmm. like. I'm the type thing where, like, man, I want to make them boat happen.
1: Like, yeah.
0: if I can, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to miss one because they equally big. So yeah. it's like, nah, you know, so it was, it was a lot of stuff like that. I uh, Yeah, it been from big features to songs I could have been on to artists I could have worked with to shows I could have got, you know, but I never missed nothing just because I miss it. It was always something else mm-hmm. and I just couldn't do it all at once. Gotcha. And yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I would ask like the star baby album from the two or three joints. Cause you, I know you got to join out with flip that you put out. Yeah. Recently, yeah, yeah. The got the mm-hmm. ball and parlay joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are more songs with like, I mean, you've always had songs of like replay value, but it seems like you're really focusing on like these is records. Yeah. Uh, as you, you mentioned you're like maturing and all that. Are we going to get more like, personal or vulnerability of 6.3 or the in the music
0: <laughs> you know what that you know the the DeRoe brand is actually gonna transform more into that you feel me mm-hmm. like uh a personal type thing where yeah it'll be more vulnerability and, and the music will translate more into the 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 human the person that and that's that's part of the reason why I created the 6.3 brand so I could continue to give the people what they've been what they like majority of the people like the most about the row those bangers and those records you know uh the 63 brand i created strictly for that so i could kind of focus that because like i say from from the beginning from day one i always from my very first album i always had a split fan base you know Mm -hmm. uh i always had uh fans that that loved the bangers and then i had a whole nother fan base that grew towards me for all the album cuts and the and Hated my bangers. I hate when I did <laughs> the ice cream paint jobs and walk that walk. I'm talking about literally, to this day, I got people that's like, yeah, do more of this, do more of that. And mm-hmm. I just like, I gotta, I gotta give them, I gotta, but obviously the, it's a mainstream audience and yeah. audience that want these bangers. So I'm like, man, I, I like doing both. They both who I am. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta give them both some I kind mean,
1: of way. And this is the best way I figured. Sidebar, figure to I gotta tell you this in person. The two one four song you had, I still two, got a two. Still, yeah, 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 bro. When you can't, it was like this is how I envision it. This may be against the truth or whatever, right? But it was like to me, I was like, you know, the kind of got quiet. We got the joints, you know, boom, and then it was kind of like it was kind of quiet to me. Yeah, you yeah. might have been rocking, but I wasn't in tune. But then all of a sudden I still got a 2-1 number. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not from Dallas at all. I'm Fort Worth till I die. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. shit was hard, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I remember that yeah. shit dropping yeah. and like the the unity and like the two it's like to yeah. me I equated to that Oak Cliff that's my hood like yeah 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 damn yeah. I'm like everybody from Oak Cliff when that song <laughs> dropped you <laughs> yeah, know yeah. so it was just <laughs> like and you was mentioning how you be out in Cali and you be all over it but you still got a two one four. No, I thought that shit was hard because it was just like we kind of. Gave you away to the nation, like yeah, the rose yeah, of national yeah. artists. Yeah, now, yeah, you yeah. know, we, we'll see him when we see him. yeah. yeah but yeah. you was like, Nah, still 214. Yeah, and it was just yeah. like to know that you was out in the realm, yeah, hitting yeah. people with that. That shit was hard yeah. as fuck. my yeah. man DJ Sober drops that and it rings, oh, off. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so like, to sober, man. Yeah, sober
0: was definitely uh dropping that record, so yeah, now nah, that record meant a lot because I it, it was basically saying a lot of what you were saying at this time. I was in LA a lot, I was moving around a lot. Uh, but I was always in Dallas a lot still, even if it was on low key, I wouldn't always hit the scene. Of course I'm from here. I got family here, but I always, you know, saying I still got a 214 number meant a lot cause I still got a 214 number. It's like, People know what that means when I'm saying that. It. It's yeah. like you know what I'm saying. So yeah. it just it was basically letting the city know that you feel me. Like I still got a two one four number. I mean, like now nah, I'm not out here on some. I'm not. For, oh, I done made it. Now nah, I'm like no, nah, I'm out here ripping Dallas. Yeah, you know what I'm saying and like, to the point where I still got a two one four number because actually people love getting in the industry and getting mm-hmm. that three one zero number. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody <laughs> yeah. wanted the three one zero number. You know what I'm saying? I think I said that one loud like. I could have a 310 number, yeah. or I should have a 310 number, but I still got a 214 number. It was just that, you know, just really still, you know, putting on for the city and just being proud, you know. Uh Dallas yeah. is still my number one city, man. it's still my favorite city in the world. And I love a lot of cities.
1: The last couple, two things I want to touch on is like so you're the row, you're six three, you got the joints, the streams, you've done everything. BT. You've done all the shit that they say the rappers are supposed to do. Yeah. Do you feel like you are respected or appreciated properly? Uh do you personally feel like that?
0: Yeah, and I and it's in a position to where, you know, uh it's up to me to expound on that. So I, I walk around, even coming here. I just came from the W Hotel. Uh Big Three was having some going over there, and I and and, and b- between me leaving out the W, I was on the phone for a little bit because I was taking care of some personal stuff, but I just ran into maybe four or five people that were just, some wanted pictures, some were just, you know, thanking me for the music and this, this, and that. And when I'm in the city, I get a whole lot of that. And honestly, that, that makes me more appreciated then when I'm anywhere else and people do that, you know, because it's like coming from the city, it's hard making it out the city. So oh, for sure, yeah, that <laughs> makes me feel real good about a whole lot of stuff, and that 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 shows me that the respect is there. Now everything else, it's just on me. I, I know how this go. It's when you got music out and sitting moving and popping. It's that when you and everybody face you and everybody face. When you mm-hmm. sit back, you know, it, it, it's another type of thing. But it's never been a situation of time where the road haven't been moving and working. It's just the road. Playing a long game for a lot for you know I played a long game I always preach that a lot of time for people who know me like I played a long game you know uh, and it was always about one thing I can say it was always about that from first from day one I remember when I was hitting award shows and doing that and everybody around me was always talking to me as if that was the end goal and I could genuinely be like I knew I was just starting mm-hmm. I knew the journey was just starting it's like playing basketball your whole life. And making it to the nba and then everybody that's around you it's the big celebration because you made it to the nba but think about think about lebron james now who's still in the nba putting up numbers from that first day in the league. Yeah. That's so long of a journey, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So getting to the NBA was one thing, but you just made it to the NBA. Yeah. Now you're trying to be great in the NBA, that's a whole different journey. So I used to look at it like that. I was just like, nah, I just made it in here. It's not the end all, be all. And everybody mm-hmm. around me was more feeling like it was the, end, like you You made the big, like, one, I was just, nah, I'm, just, I'm literally just now starting like in the <laughs> industry. So yeah. I was already aware that this was gonna be a journey. Uh, a lot of people around me wasn't so much had that type of awareness, but I always knew it was a long game and, and I've been playing it ever since. So everything I've done in between up until this point has been part of that long game that I don't mind playing. I feel like, uh, you know, th- the long game is the only game, you know? So uh, unless you don't really believe in yourself or you feel like, you know, sometimes people feel like you only got a, you, you can only, you only got a window to do this and sometimes that is the case but overall that's not the case you know what i'm saying you can always be in charge of your destiny it's wherever you want to take it however you want to do it it's never a you you only got a moment to make this happen in, in your life now nah, somebody right now can make a hit record right now and yeah. go to the top no matter what they are it no i'm telling you like and that's just on a music tip so everything like that is in life you know so uh i, I just always been aware of me playing a long game and, and and that's what me that's that's pretty much what it was for me so it's not even about me if i you know feel appreciated this and that like i'm the person where like i'm cool with getting my flowers now but i, I give me my flower i do know i i i don't expect my flowers now I, you know i don't think it uh, life is about really getting your flowers so much while you here because that'll kind of be you know everywhere you go you're getting your flowers man that's later. I I, I, I I put in the work now. Yeah. Y'all give me the flowers when y'all want to give me but the I flowers. But I feel like,
1: I mean, we need to give them to you. Just from the outside, looking in as much as possible, because yeah. so many of our artists deal with mental health issues, yeah. you know.
0: Nah, nah, it's a good thing. And I do appreciate it. But I'm not just, I'm not the person out there is like, give me my flowers now, giving yeah. me the flowers, because I just don't expect, I just know human <laughs> nature. Yeah. I just know human nature. And and you know, maybe we, as humans, we can, you know, change some of the stuff we got going on. But overall, we still gonna be humans, and human nature is just when you're not in the room, it's a different type of value <laughs> than when you're in the room. And I mean, you know, for the most part, or when you're not here, or when you're gone, this and that. You know, uh, I Nipsey was a close homie. You know, as yeah. far as the industry homie, and I and I and I've seen the difference between oh, for sure. when he was here and gone. And I was just like, man, if Nipsey saw, yeah, he would be greatly proud of everything, because he know he put that work in. But it'll be some stuff he'll be shocked about, too. You get what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, Nipsey is a person that understands how I understand it. He's going to look at it the same way. You know, he was aware of what he was doing while he was here, and he put in a lot of good work. And it it don't surprise me at all that the world found out about Nipsey and Mm -hmm. put him in this light that I already saw him in.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, man, it just be like that, you know? It just be like that. Unrelated. Did you ever meet Holly Berry, like, physically, bro?
0: <laughs> Man, <laughs> like, bro. Did she ever call you now, or shoot you oh, a text you remember, or nothing? Okay, so you remember when you just asked, like, uh, one of those those things, one of those times you might have regretted something, this and this? Yeah. So once the record got sold and, 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 and up, uh, Hurricane Chris did get it, and then Holly Berry was on, like, Ellen DeGeneres yeah. doing the dance and stuff yeah. like that, I was like, damn, if that was my record, I would have found a way to get in her space. It <laughs> yeah. was no way, because it... And especially in LA, it's actually easy to find out where people are and they're gonna, they all, you know, boom. Mm -hmm. But it's just do you have credentials to get in those spaces? But if I hit that record, Oh, I would have been able to get the Holly Berry. Mm. So I was like, damn.
1: Because I Cause I've seen a- they had like the Dallas version of Holly Berry in the video at the time. You yeah, know? <laughs> like in the video, you know, because they had they were trying to pay Hummings, you know, yeah, but yeah, they, yeah. they
0: already knew that you know hit a came from from here and uh yeah. But I was just like, yeah, when I saw her on LLD Generators, I was like, damn, that she really and I and I and I instantly remember I'm like I'm the one that really broke this record Bro. like. I it got to her because of me you know, in a lot of different ways, and shout out Superstar as well. But I just know how much work, and I was just like, damn,
1: bro. I remember being Holly so Berry. confused. Like, <laughs> yeah, as, right, a, as a yeah. listener, Holly Berry was Duro for all I can remember. I <laughs> remember belting it from my belly in the club, like yeah, Holly yeah, Berry, yeah. and then we get on it's on BT and <laughs> it's Hurricane Chris. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, man, I was one, was one the of the dude. Situation. Like, like <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then like you was. They was doing it as if like you didn't, and I'm like, that's his yeah. voice, like yeah. that's yeah. him. Yeah. So I've yeah, always but. wanted you to like. I mean, you your mission in life on behalf of me is to get a picture <laughs> of Holly Berry yeah, or nah, something, still, man. Yeah, For yeah, the culture, still, we need
0: that. I still met her in song. I think I said her name and, and uh and hit a lick. The song Me and Sauce Walk with that song Star Baby. Yeah. I say something about Neil Long and Holly Berry. I probably name dropped her <laughs> song, her name in so many songs without even thinking about it. Like, if I really went through every song I made from mixtapes to this and that, I probably name dropped her at least 10 times.
1: Now, is she so, yeah. like on your like Hall of Fame top she, five or is just Holly Berry, bro?
0: Nah, she, she she's in my top five, top 10 for sure. Like she, you know what I'm saying? Cause I, I think a different type of Holly Berry is I think my favorite Holly Berry, mm. well, What's my favorite Holly Berry? You know, because you know they have different movies oh, and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, you you know, you got different type of Holly I mean, Berries. James
1: I, Bond Holly Berry was, was mine yeah, for yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, she, yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. You know, uh, yeah. So, I
1: like her in the John Wick movie too. Yeah, she had the two dogs. That was, you yeah, know, grown like, Holly Berry.
0: 90% of the Holly Berry movies, she was hidden all of them. There's a couple <laughs> of them where, you know, I. uh, Monsters Ball she was a little rough
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, losing Isaiah yeah 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 (laughs) she was going through hard times in those movies but she was still kind of (laughs) fine and going through hard times but nah but uh, yeah she definitely in my top 5 top 10 you know it's other ones there but uh, yeah you know uh, she just Holly
1: Berry so my last one for you you mentioned you're a dad I'm a dad. Yeah. You got, I have one daughter. I think we maxed out on <laughs> our end, yeah. but how does Darrow manage parenting? And then like, do your kids know your are music? Like, <laughs> or are you just like dad? Yeah. Like, do they know my dad has the juice? Yeah. We can get to where we want to get to. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Yeah. So my wow. my my 10 and 15 year old, they started becoming aware of course, especially my 15 year old. Uh, it was a time where like, I was really just keeping them away from, I mean, they would of course know, they wouldn't know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, cause I don't believe in, in, in like this this, that light is something you have to understand why it is, you can't go out, like I, I don't believe in child stars, mm. you know, for the simple fact that I, it's not that I don't believe in child stars and being talented and having success and all that. It's just that what comes from that success and that light, you really have to understand that light. You gotta know why, how, cause otherwise it'll blind you and it'll, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you'll have problems because you gotta, the, the, for me, it's easy for, if, if it just went all the way up In this very moment It's easy for me to compare and contrast So I know how to Okay, well, I can just balance it I know how to move And this and that But if you have it From it Without Sort of speak, going through something to get it, or just a, it, it, too young, you don't understand that, and uh, so I don't. I didn't really want to put too much light on them at an early age, but yeah, they definitely starting to understand. You know, at school, you know, the kids knowing the songs and singing them. They, yeah, they, the the ten and fifteen year old sure showing them. Start coming into an age where. They realize who I am, you know. My six year old, he's still a little obl- oblivious, you know. Somebody he, he don't really know what's going on right now, but uh, yeah, yeah, they they in a space, but you know, I keep them. I like keeping them in public school, you know, when they 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 in a they in a public private school. Mm-hmm. They kind of it's an in between. It's a, gotcha. a prep kind of school, but it's it's good for them, you know. I, I don't really just. I don't want a private school, school, yeah. them, and I'm definitely not gonna put them in the worst private and the public <laughs> school either. But you know, I, I want them to have some normalcy, yeah. you know, and I want to give them that, you know, what I got, you know, uh, you know, I don't believe in just oh, you know, y'all want to be privileged and uh, y'all, you know, it, that I don't think that's good for them. But yeah, I, I balance it out different kind of ways. I got a good support system, you know, my kids' mothers, they good, you know, I got. Uh, I, I I'm the I, I'm the youngest of 10 11 kids so I got a lot of siblings <laughs> big sisters that help out you know what I'm saying uh you know my mama help out you know uh my people just help out you get what I'm saying so yeah. you know that helps out a whole lot. And My kids are good kids, they ain't kids that ain't problem problematic at all, so that helped out a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, so, you for know, sure. what I mean? for me, with the combination of just learning how to balance stuff out and a good support system
1: and good kids, uh, yeah, it, it ain't too hard. All yeah. right, I lied. My last and final question because I mean, as a dad, too, I'm going into the creative process now, and then I'm like, my music, my podcast all things I've considered are like my legacy that I'm leaving to where my kid reaches that consciousness and they get an idea of who I am. Yeah. So I would say like, if you could, what would be DeRoz's legacy?
0: Oh, uh, My legacy, what I would want my legacy to be, I definitely would want it to start with the music for sure. Like I, I would want them in the world to you know, look at it like, there was a person that was created music, you know, hopefully, they would look at it as a high level and at a passionate level and was passionate about it and use that as a vehicle to kinda do everything that I wanted to do, you know, through that. I, I as being young, traveling was a big thing in my mind. You know, I just, I like traveling to this day is my favorite thing to do, you know, mm-hmm. traveling. Just, I'd rather me, if, if I had the choice to stay in the biggest mansion in the world or I could just travel for the rest of my <laughs> life, and, and you, I would definitely choose yeah. traveling uh and, and music has took me has took me across the world you know I've toured in Japan a couple of times I've you know been to mexico uh for, through the music and these different places everywhere around the country United States you know uh kind these different places and music has took me through there so mm. music has been the vehicle for everything for me, and I will want that to be the main well the first and main thing about my legacy. Outside of me being, you know, because you uh, you want to be the humanitarian, of course. Like, I want to be known as a, a good person to my family and kids and, and to, you know, uh, even the city of Dallas, but at the same time, I want it to all be led by the music. Every I, I want to be able to grow into every business decision. I want to reach all the major heights, and I want it to be because of my music got me there first, because of mm-hmm. how much I have put into it. I have sacrificed everything for music. Everything, mm-hmm. like, I just know that I've sacrificed everything for music, so that's got to be my legacy yeah. and and it could be out across the board. It could be for this and that, but I want that to be first, and everything else is it will follow that you know uh if I do great things for the world uh if I can do that at a high level, I still want it to be because what helped me to be able to do these things for the world is because you know i I use the vehicle of music to get there to be able to do that. Because once again, I just know how much I sacrificed through, gotcha. through the music. So I think that's that's the main thing I can really ask for everything else. Like, man, it ain't gotta be no, oh, I want this, 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 and that. Nah, man, if, if y'all jo- enjoy the music, cause I'm gonna continue to make it, you know, I still don't feel like I have made a lot of my best music yet because mm-hmm. I'm just not getting to the point where, just like you were just talking about, you know, with the Duro brand and stuff, like it's a lot of unexpressed the road that the world don't know. You Mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? And uh, I have, I rather do it now than early on because you don't know yourself as much Mm -hmm. when you're younger as when you're grown. You feel me? So, stuff i was having fun you get what i'm saying and i still have fun with this <laughs> yeah. shit you know but i'm able to express myself way better than i could 15 years ago mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying as far as musically and the world I haven't really got that yet so much so I'm, I'm still excited about giving them that well we definitely gonna
1: tune in star babies dropping the yeah. 7th of 7th, july 7th. Yes, sir. 7th, yes, sir. 7th 7th july uh-huh. on all streaming platforms platforms so I also want to say on behalf of the culture, like I'm somebody, but we appreciate you not doing corny shit, um, not having we no it. weird photos out that we got to explain. <laughs> uh, you're not on reality TV making <laughs> us look crazy. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you know, yeah. you got yeah. songs that we can play across the nation as we could proudly be like, because you get into these, into it with... East Coast Like who y'all got We be like yeah. We got the 2 FO, yeah, We got yeah, Ice Cream yeah, yeah. Paint Job <laughs> yeah. These are These are good Solid records That we can be like Yeah we can put you up Against whoever they And yeah, you know We yeah, can yeah, have yeah. faith That you gonna Hold it down for us Yeah You yeah. going out there You ain't jammed up In the blogs Disrespecting your family name You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. So We appreciate you Doing all that man I want you to stay Uplifted Focused People love you People love your music You know what I'm saying So uh Whenever you tap in, just think of people like me, yeah, <laughs> you know, nah, nah, hold it down that. for the G's. I
0: appreciate
1: you that, know, for sure, I'll for sure. Give me more of the ball and parlays. Give me more of that yeah, G, yeah, G yeah. shit, you yeah, know yeah, so That's yeah. what I like. Yeah. Uh, appreciate <laughs> you ain't got weird baby mamas like Zion and them out here disrespecting <laughs> yeah. you, you know? So you're a solid dude. Everyone that I've talked to about you or know, they all say, nah, he's a solid dude. He's a good dude to work with, like, you yeah. know, there's nobody throwing dirt on your name, you know, so I appreciate that of you because yeah. there's not a whole lot of that in this industry, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. uh, keep going, man, you know, keep going. That's all I can say for you, but nah, man, I, appreciate I appreciate
0: you. I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Those words, you know, uh, my goal is to continue to put on for the Metroplex Dallas and Fort Worth, like, you know, uh, in the state of Texas and, like I say, I, my plan is to give y'all my better and best music even now. So so and I appreciate the people that been, you know, observing the journey, supporting in whatever way, you know, whether it's a little or a lot, or just even having a voice over it. So, you know, my goal is to continue to get better and you know, get y'all get y'all what y'all, you know what I feel like y'all deserve and we all deserve from the city.
1: You know. All right. And then do you have like an official website or anything yeah, like that? Man, or? The
0: roadmusic.com. We yeah. just updated it too. And we could have updated it again for the
1: album. But yeah, the
0: Rowmusic.com. We got the new merch on there. You know, I'm really just not start really starting to sell merch, man. You know, uh you know, uh and, and it's and it's all Texas related merch, man. It's stuff that you can actually wear and yeah. that you will wanna wear. Like it ain't, you know, put on a Duro shirt and you just represent the <laughs> road. Nah, it's real. I don't even like calling it merch. You know, yeah. it's real clothing, uh, and it's just stuff to rep the city, it's stuff to rep the state of Texas. So yeah, the DeRoe Music, uh, and of course the music is on there, so the And it's six three on
1: Instagram. Six
0: three on Instagram or DeRaw, you type in DeRoe or DeRoe Music, it pop up on Instagram. But awesome. yeah, six 3 is the handle Twitter is the road music. I don't really be on none of the other platforms. Facebook, I ain't really on there. Uh, you know, Snapchat. Nah. No TikTok. Yeah. TikTok man I need to get my TikTok popping man it's the TikTok <laughs> man I got I got to right now I'm just reposting whatever I put on Instagram but I'm gonna tap in that world hopefully hopefully I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna promise that uh, you know but,
1: but yeah, nah, man
0: shout out to TikTok yeah man the TikTok that's what right, it's called
1: and as usual ladies and gentlemen you can find me you know everywhere somewhere in your girl safe folder <laughs> somewhere you know your homeboy hating folder I'd be everywhere you know 88killer.com catch me in traffic you know just stay cool and that's another episode of keeping it cool with killer hey. keeping it cool